0: What a story, An amazing character, uh, one for a school play i 'm sure lots of interesting things in there for artistic expression, etc, and what an interesting fellow he is and we 're going to look at two specific things in the coming uh, two weeks, but let 's look at ten things to do with Samson before we have a little chat at our tables. so the first one is this: he was uh, born after an angelic visitation now I, I'm not saying an angel actually looks like that, but that's what Google thinks. So I just picked an image from Google. Probably if he'd looked like that, there would, that his mum and dad wouldn't have had an argument about whether it was an angel <laughs> or not. Um, so probably he maybe looked a bit more ordinary until the bit when he kind of went up in the fire. And uh, he's not the only person in the Bible whose uh, birth was kind of foretold by some kind of supernatural thing, Uh, Jesus, and we're familiar with that through the nativity story, John the Baptist, and and actually, um, I've known through the years a number of couples who've been unable to conceive, um, and sometimes you hear amazing stories of couples who can't conceive, and then some miraculous supernatural thing happens, they have some some dream or something, like you know, an amazing dream where they, they see uh, an angel or God speak to them or something like that uh, and then uh, the child is born in, in due time. And obviously that doesn't happen in every case because not, not always can people have children but there are, I, I know, I've heard of and know of people uh, who've had an amazing encounter with God about a child that then um, is born. So that's fact number one, uh, number ten, that he was um, born after an angelic visitation. Uh, Number nine was this, that he was a Nazarite from birth. And uh, that's uh, not Samson, that's Vin Diesel, but uh, Nazarites, if you followed the story, uh, if you were an adult and you wanted to become a Nazarite, you would shave your hair and then not cut it. And the shaving of your hair and then not cutting it was the sign the outward public sign that you were a Nazarite, so you could spot either a new Nazarite or a long time veteran uh, Nazarite. You would enter into this voluntarily uh, and you might do it for a period of time or you might do it for a long time and uh, some people were Nazarites like in samson 's instance because their, pe- their parents set them apart from birth so John the Baptist were not told that he was a Nazarite, but his his thing of not shaving and uh, not eating the fermented drink fits the pattern of being set apart as a Nazarite. And Nazarites kind of were like special forces. They are like set themselves especially apart for God. And they refrained from drinking alcohol and refrained from touching dead bodies. Um, An unusual combination, but there you go. Uh, Plus the the shaving and then not shaving uh, their hair. And... uh, uh, and then you could end your Nazarite vow if you'd kind of completed your time of uh, setting yourself apart to God by offering uh, a special sacrifice to God. And then you could bring your Nazarite vow to an end. So Samson was uh, a Nazarite and not the only one, but there were others in the Bible, other people who sort of set themselves apart for that. Number eight was this, that he had spiritual strength, strength from God. Uh, So that's another character who has uh, special strength. And um, the strength was because of his vow. It was because God had anointed him because he was set apart. And uh, if you follow the story closely, um, in a sense the hair hair was the symbol of his devotion. And so in sort of trivially uh, letting and allowing his hair to be cut, he kind of... He kind of walked away from his vow. And so in the story, that's why he kind of lost his special connection with God. And then as he repented uh, at the end of the life, uh, his, his, this, this spiritual thing that God was doing in his life came back. And amazing stories, uh, pulling lions apart, capturing uh, foxes, uh, pulling down the temple. If you think of some of those TV programmes where you get like the world's strongest man and they're pulling a you know a double decker bus with a fingernail or whatever it is, or lifting amazing things or throwing things in the air, you get you get an idea of humanly what's possible and Samson, we're told in the story, was a big and strong man, but he was also anointed in his strength by God. It was it was God's blessing upon his life. Uh, Number seven, quick fact about him, the name Samson means sun shield. Uh, Sam uh, Sam is sun and uh, the sun is shield, so it's the other way around as it would be in English. So his name means sun shield. And uh, Delilah, the woman who kind of he couldn't resist and who tricked him uh, three times, her, her name probably in Hebrew is probably Layla, And and it's a rhyming word with the word night. So Samson's name means sun, day, and Lila, Delilah, her name means night. Just an interesting fact for you to tweet. Uh, Number six. Hashtag G2Samson. Number six. uh, Samson was a bit thick. Um, Now, probably, (laughs) this is Frank Bruno. I think Frank Bruno is brilliant, or are he? And he's, a, he's an amazing guy. But I, I heard an interview with him a few, a, a few months ago, and he, he said, oh, I'm a bit thick, though. And, and I thought, actually, do you know, as I was preparing this, I thought, you're a, he reminds me of the idea of Samson. Uh, and Samson, as you read that story, I'm sure you uh, kind of picked up, he was a guy that was lacking in, in many ways. Uh, like when he picks his wife, he just goes, get her. <laughs> You know, There's not a lot of romance or social skills. Emotional intelligence is rather uh, lacking there. Uh, Also, you you would have thought this lady, Delilah, with whom he's having a a questionable relationship, uh, you would have thought it might have dawned upon him what was happening, you know, maybe like by the second or third time. I mean, maybe he liked her tying her up or something. I won't say that, but, you know, maybe, maybe, well, you know, but... He wasn't quite all there, was he? You know, he he should have worked that one out. Maybe even the first time he should have guessed. Maybe this is a trick. Why the four guys in the bedroom with us? Okay, you know. Well, what's going on? <laughs> he's not quite all there. Uh, you know, he's a he was a strong guy, but maybe a bit thick. You you, you maybe know the saying. Um, have you heard this one? A Yorkshire man, born and bred, strong in arm. And thick in Ed. Have you heard that one? I maybe you haven't. Okay, well, I, that's Samson. He's physically strong, but uh, emotionally and intellectually, he is uh, pretty pretty weak and thick. So, number five, he was a wayward character. We hold that in contrast to the fact that he was specially born. So, the angel said, he is going to be an important person for the kingdom of Israel. He is going to be especially anointed. He is going to do important things. The blessing of God was upon his life. The spirit of God was upon him. Yet, he still had issues. One of the things that tells me is, just because... Because God uses somebody in any way, it doesn't mean that character is automatically formed. Character must be forged as well as learning to be used by God. And uh, the newspapers have done in the last 10 years a very good job of exposing the flaws of Christian leaders who have been amazingly used by God often, but their character has been sadly lacking. And Samson was like that. Uh, I mean he, he had this set apart thing and he's not meant to touch a dead body but he's happy to create many dead bodies, I mean that was a glaring omission in his, in his vows uh, he, uh, we just hear this one instance, was it the only instance that he spends the night with a prostitute and then he has this rather sus- suspect relationship with Delilah the guy, the guy kind of floored and shipwrecked his faith journey because he didn't deal with Issues and maybe he maybe there was something about him that he thought I'm tough and invincible. And he probably and he was. He was tough and invincible physically, but in character, he had a weakness. And his weakness was he had a knife for the ladies. That was his weakness. And that might not be your weakness or my weakness. It may be something else. But all of us have to also work out our character as well as seeking God to be used with his spiritual power. Number four, he was uh, an unconventional judge. Sorry, that's, I have got the wrong way around. He was a judge in Israel. Uh, that's the Lord Chief Justice, I've forgotten his name. Uh, but Samson is labelled in the history of uh, the Jewish kingdom as a judge. That's a, a high labelling. His, his name is revered highly in the Talmud, the, the teachings of uh, Jews, teachings that Jesus would have been familiar with. So, despite his massively flawed character, and the, if you read that story, you know what what comes out is actually his many flaws and mistakes and weaknesses. Actually, what he accomplished for Israel was massive and significant. Of course, the story is not set in continuous. Time, Because the story you've just heard kind of reads like maybe it happened in the course of a, a few months. But did you catch that little snippet that he ruled Israel for 20 years? So he, in the space of 20 years, he probably did many great things. He probably protected that nation and built it up and nurtured it and helped it to prevail. But in the midst of that were his own personal failings and uh, messing up. So number three is... Uh, he wrote poetry and he spoke in riddles. Have you ever seen the video of Muhammad Ali, the boxer? And he used to taunt, uh, when, they, when boxers, boxers, before the fight, they have a weigh-in. And uh, Ali sort of started this thing that in the weigh-in was the time to do psychological warfare against your opponent. And Muhammad Ali used to, used to taunt his opponents in rhyme. And he just had the gift of, of rhyme. He could just rattle off verse after verse after verse, just basically saying, I am so good, and you are so rubbish. You know, I sting like a bee and fly like a butterfly, whichever way around it was, and I, you know, you're rubbish, etc. Uh, Samson, I don't have the gift. <laughs> Samson's this big, tough, muscular man, and maybe not so bright. He's not an intellectual, but he writes poetry. You know, I'm heartened by that, that as an example of a man, he's got an artistic expression in his soul. He's got some artistry to express. For him, he, write, he composes funny limericks about donkey, donkey's jawbones, and I made an ass of them with an ass's phone. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's Muhammad Ali kind of stuff. And then he tells these witty riddles, doesn't he? You know, they say, "Will you do this. And he says, I'll tell you what, if you can answer my riddle then I'll do that for you. Try that one at work maybe on Monday when your boss says, can you do this? And you'll say, okay, boss, if you can answer my riddle, then I'll do that for you. You'll probably get sacked, sack. But uh, it worked for him. It, it was part of his charm and his character. It was um, part of his uh, approach to life. Of course, he messed up big time. So the whole uh, misunderstanding about did he want to be married or not was, was caused by the riddle thing and the 30 sets of clothing, etc., and uh, the next one is, uh, so this is number two. He wrote, um, sorry, he was the first person in the Bible, I think, to commit suicide. He, he knowingly ended his own life. His final act was one of repentance. He asked God to kind of redeem his flaws and God anointed him for the final time, even though he was blinded, he kind of found out where the temple was, and his final act was to to make the temple collapse with all the people that was in it, and knowingly he killed himself in the act of doing that. And then if we've got one more slide. And the final point is this he was an unconventional soldier. He was a judge of Israel, he was like a general, he was like God's protector of God's people. But he had an unconventional approach. He would face his enemy with riddles and challenge them. You know, in the, in the world, Second World War films that I've watched, rarely does that happen. You know, Rommel meets the other general and says, shall we exchange first riddles? And then, you know, it does, doesn't kind of happen that way. That's not the normal way that a soldier fights. He seeks revenge by thinking, I'll catch some foxes, tie their tails together with a lit torch and set the foxes into the fields to burn the fields. Uh, he does that, did the thing with the donkey's jawbone to uh, kill the people um, and, uh, uh, as, as his style of being a soldier. So we're going to chat at our tables just for a few minutes and I've got a question for you to chat about, which is this. What strikes you about the kind of person and leader that Samson was? Look, that's a hanging preposition, isn't it? Okay, so the grammar police can do some work on that. But what strikes you about Samson, both as a person and as a leader? He was God's leader. God, God predicted him through an angel, so did amazing things through him, but he was deeply flawed. So what has struck you through the story that we've heard today and the things that we've looked at? So we're just going to chat at our tables for two or three minutes.